everyone back in the pool. The Wolverines are back in the top 10. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I am Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2018 edition is the sixth edition. Today's podcast, every other podcast you ever listen, is not financial advice. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Great Humanity Healthcare Foundation. You can find out more information, greathumanityhf.org. There is no segment of our population which is unaffected. Funds will be used to help those deal with medical debt. Just think to yourself, young family, $10,000 deductible. If you go to greathumanityhf.org, you'll find lots of deals. You'll find wristbands, other ways that you can contribute to help build the Great Humanity Healthcare Foundation. This podcast will review for you what you can do during the annual election period, what you cannot do do under the annual election period. Let's start with the dates. It starts on October 15th. That is today. What you can do, you can change without restriction into whatever Medicare Advantage or part standalone prescription drug plan Part D that you want. There are other podcasts out here with me that I posted which give you some very important guidelines. That doesn't necessarily mean that you should do this by yourself. You can go to maximize your Medicare. Under Medicare Info, you can see certain ways. You can see your selections. You can attach yourself with ourselves. That will allow us to be able to resolve problems on your behalf if you choose to have us as your representative. There is no charge for this. This is a very important point because the fact is that we don't control the price. We don't control the compensation. It's kind of like working with a real estate broker, depending on where your state is. In other words, it is part of the embedded price. I don't control it. There's nothing I can do about it. The reality is I'm agnostic. My only objective is to make sure that you are comfortable, that it fits your health and financial profile. Other podcasts sit here on this channel. You can see them on Apple Podcasts. You can see them on Google Podcasts, for example, and anywhere that you digest podcasts. You can see that I have very specific information about the care and caution required before just simply choosing a Medicare Advantage or standalone prescription plan. That all said, you can change your Medicare Advantage or Part D plan as many times as you want during this period. Now, there's one exception. That exception is if you are turning 65 right now. That means if this is the first time that you are enrolling in a Medicare Advantage plan or Part D plan because you are turning 65 or if you are retiring and then electing a plan for the first time, then you can only do this once. Here's the problem that I have when people use the term too loosely called open enrollment period. That is a different separate period, which we'll discuss at the end of this podcast. 
This is not exactly the same as October 15th through December 7th. This is something very specifically called the annual election period. If you insist, if you insist on doing this by yourself, then please listen to the other podcasts. Watch the YouTube videos. I go through examples of how you need to go through and consider the many moving factors. We cannot just simply enter in your medications, find the order from cheapest to most expensive, and then choose the top plan. That will not necessarily work. You need to not only input your correct pharmacies, but then you have to take extra levels of caution. On Medicare Advantage plans, the competition has increased enormously. The bottom line here is that you'll be able to find a Medicare Advantage plan that fits your needs. That said, you'll want to check the cash flows. Why? Many plans have zero premium. Now you have to be enrolled in Part A and Part B. There is no exception to that. That said, there are many Medicare Advantage plans that have zero health deductible in addition to zero drug deductible. This can be very important, especially for those of you that live on a fixed income. You have a defined income. You need to smooth out the cash flows. You don't want to get big bills in the first quarter of the year. One way to have that under Medicare is to have a Medicare Advantage plan with as low a deductible as possible. Now, this does not change the fact that you need to examine your Medicare Advantage plan very carefully. And why is that? Because it is still subject to network, meaning that your providers, you should try to be looking for in-network providers. You should be trying to match your provider list to make sure that they are in-network. This is the most efficient way of minimizing your out-of-pocket costs. While it can be challenging, let's just remember one very, very important financial fact, and that is all Medicare Advantage plans have a maximum out-of-pocket limit. In order for those plans to be approved, because they need to all be approved every single year, they must all include a maximum out-of-pocket limit. This is very important from a financial point of view. And the reason is because at least now you have an identifiable downside if you have a large number of medical events which create the need for extensive healthcare services. Now, what about Medigap? Well, remember, if you have a Medigap plan, it is guaranteed renewable, meaning that the annual election period does not mean that you can simply change your Medigap plan, nor that you would necessarily want to. If you currently have a Medigap plan, you can switch carriers in theory at any time throughout the year. However, if you are trying to change into Medigap out of Medicare Advantage, that is different. You can actually change your Medicare you can actually change your Medigap plan 
at any time during the year, except that you need to pass medical underwriting. Now, there are exceptions. There's the birthday rule in certain states that allow you to change your Medigap plan without restriction around your birthday. You would have to call us. You'd have to write me an email, j at maximizeyourmedicare.com, in order to find out if your state is one of those that w that this applies to. And then there are other considerations to think through before choosing this option. For the most of the nation, for the remainder of the nation, basically what happens here is if you have a Medigap plan, you do not have to change anything. You may re be receiving notices about a change in premium. Now remember, before there's hysteria, especially misplaced hysteria, the fact of the matter is the sellers, the carriers, they must spend 80% of your premiums on claims. Now, by your premiums, what I mean is you and the rest of those other counterparts, your fellow policyholders, the carriers must spend 80% on claims. So you don't get random increases in your premium. That is not what goes on here. The rest of the podcast here is going to deal with what happens if you want to change from Medicare Advantage to Medigap. Now, you can remember, you could hear earlier that what I was saying is I don't like the idea that people consider this to be quote-unquote open enrollment. I don't actually like the term open enrollment. And the reason is that Medicare isn't really open, except during the period that you first retire or you turn 65. So you could be 67 and then retire from work where you had coverage. Yes, then it's open because you have both the Medicare Advantage, you have first the unrestricted right to Medicare Advantage plans. You can choose a Medigap plan without medical underwriting. That is then open. Okay, then, then I would agree with that. However, October 15th through December 7th is not necessarily open. So let's just take an easy example. You're 69 years old. You've been retired since 66. You decide you've been having a Medicare Advantage plan. You wake up one day, you listen to all the podcasts, you read the Maximize Your Medicare, and for whatever reason, you've decided, hey, I would rather have a Medigap plan. You don't just get to simply call me up and say, Jay, I'm going to choose this Medigap plan and then be able to switch to it. That is not what goes on. You need to be accepted by your Medigap carrier. And this is a very important component. This is a very important component. And the reason is that you cannot just simply choose your Part D plan because you realize, okay, Medigap doesn't include prescription drug coverage, and then choose your Part D plan first, and then call me up and say, okay, I've chosen my Part D plan, and now I want to choose my Medigap plan. And the reason for that is there's going to be a time delay here in which you're going to be actually accepted by Medigap, and your acceptance into Medigap is not guaranteed. Now, for some of you, I don't want to be creating false doubt, right? Meaning that, yes, no medications, no surgery, no disease 
very slender, okay, well, you're probably going to be accepted, right? You'd have to double check, but you would, your probability of acceptance is obviously much, much higher. However, as soon as you have a medical condition or medications, depending on what that medication is, that becomes the point, that becomes the starting place for scrutiny of your application. So now let's just say a week has passed, two weeks have passed. They've called the doctor. They've looked, meaning they, meaning the carriers. The carriers look at your doctors. They look at your medications. The carriers are examining your medical history. At the end of that time, let's say the Medigap carrier decides to reject you. Now let's say for whatever reason you've sat on your thumbs and you haven't started this process until the middle of November and you re ultimately receive your rejection letter or you receive a price on your Medigap plan which is too high and you decide for yourself, you know, I can't really switch to Medigap at that price. Well, now it's December 8th and guess what has happened? You've switched to your, like I said at the beginning of this example, right? You've switched from your Part D, from your Medicare Advantage plan to Part D. The problem is you now no, have no health benefits on top of original Medicare. So you know what happens, Murphy's Law hits. For example, on January 1st, what happens? You need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the emergency room. Well, now, all of a sudden, you are now subject to original Medicare cost-sharing responsibilities, which are going to be higher than that under Medicare Advantage in most instances. So this is the main reason, and this kind of thing happens, meaning, and the bottom line here means that if you want to change from Medigap, if you want to change from Medicare Advantage to Medigap, you need to first attempt to apply for Medigap, and that needs to begin now, right now. We need time to be able to determine whether or not you are going to be accepted by Medigap and whether or not the price is acceptable to you. Only after you get accepted by a Medigap carrier would you then choose a Part D plan. Because the Part D plan enrollment will automatically eject the Medicare Advantage plan that you currently have. You cannot have a Medicare Advantage plan along with a Part D plan unless it's a very specific subset of Medicare Advantage plans, namely PFFS or Medicare Cost Savings Plan. Some people might think, okay, well, in order to speed up the time, I'm just going to simply send out multiple applications to multiple Medigap carriers. This also doesn't work. And the reason that I say it doesn't work is that when you get, let's say, for example, your health is borderline, <clears throat> you're not exactly sure whether or not you're going to be accepted by your Medigap carrier. And let's say you send out three applications. And let's say that the first Medigap carrier rejects you. The reality is, is that the applications that you sign all permit the 
carriers to talk to each other about your application. And they do so through a central company where they share information in order to prevent insurance fraud called the MIB group. So the result is, let's say you've been rejected by carrier one. What's the probability that you get accepted by carrier three? Now, you know better than that. You know what the answer is. That's why I left it silent. I don't need to provide you with the answer. So the idea that you're going to be able to simply send out three applications and just try to see isn't a good idea. Here is the place where you'd want to have an expert because the three sellers are not all asking the same identical medical questions. I tell people it's kind of like taking a history quiz. Nobody's, I just said history quiz. I did not say American history. I did not say European history. I did not call it South Pole history. The sellers get to ask you their own specific questions and make their own individual determination about you. So for those persons who you're not exactly certain whether or not you would be accepted by a Medigap carrier, you need to be very careful. There is some cherry picking involved here. And the reality is, is that people pay me to cherry pick on their behalf. Why? Because of our experience in knowing who is asking what and fitting the right carrier with you so that you can be to maximize to increase your probability of being accepted as well as to understand the order of the way that you can do things. So this is the summary of what you can do between October 15th and December 7th. 2019 will introduce the open enrollment period OEP, which will run from January 1st through March 31st. And so I wanted to clarify for people what you can and cannot do during this period. What you can do, you can change if you have a Medicare Advantage plan among Medicare Advantage plans, you can make this change once between January 1st and March 31st. You cannot change from Part D plan number three to Part D plan number four. In other words, you cannot decide, hey, I want a different Part D plan than I had and simply switch across to another standalone prescription plan. You cannot do this. If you have not correctly enrolled in Part A, Part B, this is the time that you can enroll. However, the effective date will not be until July 1st. To make matters worse, the Part D late enrollment penalty, the Part B late enrollment penalty, the ticker will continue to go forward all the way up until July 1st. You will be able to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan effective date of July 1st. However, the problem with this is that you cannot start to do this until April 1st. If that sounds complicated, there's a reason for that. It is complicated. It's reason enough to not miss your initial enrollment periods, your initial coverage election periods. And instead, 
be enrolled in Part B and Part D to avoid the late enrollment penalties. The ripple effects are also expensive. I think that's it. Please go and subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast on Apple Podcast. Please leave a review. For whatever reason, podcasts, other podcasts that talk about Medicare, we're not very good at getting reviews. Please leave your review and rate the podcast on Apple Podcast. This allows other persons to get the information. I'm Jay. This is the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Be sure to look on YouTube. Check out other videos there as well. Till next time.